I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my creative healing course is filled with hours of exclusive content. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about the oldest trick to make yourself more desirable. Ah, Margaret's yes, got indeed. some good research here. And before we start, I just wanna say that if you do wanna get our coaching, it's available at askcraig.net. You just click on coaching, you can either sign up with me or you can sign up with Margaret. We often don't mention it to the end of the video, and a lot of times people are saying, how do we get coaching with you? Okay. So if you want to get our coaching, right. just go to the website to do that. But Margaret's got a good article here that's kind of kind of confirm what a lot of people have thought of for, for years, a long time. Yeah, for many, centuries, many, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So what is this about, Margaret? What is the oldest trick in the book? Well, let me go on a little bit with the introduction, and it will be very clear before we end. Mm -hmm. Okay? Most dating advice is not in any way backed up by science. I will agree. Yep. I do want to point out, though, that ours is carefully researched in the current state of the art. Mm -hmm. This article, for example, was published in September of 220. Okay, so I just want to remind you that we look for, for common uh, articles that are current. And, and this article was written by a woman named Lauren Gray. Okay, what's the name of the article? The name is called, Why This One Relationship Trick Always Makes You More Desirable. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. Um, that's why it's so exciting that social psychologists have finally gotten to the bottom of an age-old dating question. Does playing hard to get actually send desire soaring or put potential partners off? People have asked that question for eons. Mm -hmm. A new study published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships suggests that there is good reason to play it cool with your crush. By introducing an element of uncertainty and upping your perceived mate value. Gee, I wonder if I've said anything like this. Craig has been saying this for years. <laughs> Since even before I started the channel, yes, Margaret have. and I would talk about yes, stuff like yes, this. Yes, yes, All right, let me give him a little disclaimer here, though. Okay, because this isn't necessarily about reattracting an ex, per se, right? Mm -hmm. This is more about dating. This is more about However, dating. you will be able to see that it could be applied to reattracting your yes, ex. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So um, we're not suggesting that you ignore an ex if they reach out. Okay. Because that's probably going to be the first thing everybody's thinking is, well, I haven't heard from my ex in four months. If they reach out, should I play hard to get? That's not really what this article is saying, right? Right. Okay. Right. Well, well, we'll talk about it as we go. Anyway. By introducing an element of uncertainty and upping your perceived mate value. That's where I was. Yes. You're most likely to be desired and pursued when you play hard to get. The team employed three different strategies to get the results. 
Okay. First, they analyzed online dating profiles to determine if people were more drawn to those that were considered harder to get or easier to attract. Mm -hmm. They found that people were often drawn to the more selective profiles. Okay. In, in the subsequent two tests, the researchers coded different conversations to determine whether playing hard to get increased feelings of desire. They found that when the conversation included disagreement and resolution, rather than enthusiastic agreement up front, the test subjects were more invested in the other person. Interesting. So don't agree too fast. So that would kind of go along with what I've said about being too nice. Yes. Where you're overly nice to the point where it's you're not really being yourself. Where you're not being real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because their validation was hard won, they tended to evaluate it more highly. Mm -hmm. These individuals were more likely to end the conversation by expressing romantic interest or seeking more time together mm -hmm. and rated their potential partners as more attractive than the control group. Okay? Okay. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? What are your thoughts about that? Well, apparently, if somebody has to do some negotiating with you before you agree to go out with them, um, they're impressed by that. Mm -hmm. That you're not just going to say, oh, yes, okay, I'm so nice and sweet and accommodating. Apparently, you do better if you hold your ground. Well, I think part of that is, you know, it shows that your time is valuable. Right. Therefore, you're valuable and you're not eager to spend your time with somebody that you barely know. Right. Because if you're a high value person that has a lot going on in life, then your time is precious That's right. and you're not going to be so eager to spend it with somebody that you barely know or know anything, know very little about. Right. Right. So there's okay. some of that going on there. Absolutely. People who are too easy to attract may be perceived as more desperate, mm -hmm. said Dr. Birnbaum, Ph.D., a social psychologist and co-author of the study. Okay. That makes them seem less valuable and appealing than those who do not make their romantic interest apparent right away, she added. Okay. But she cautioned this meth method can backfire if you come across as disinterested or arrogant. True. Yes. And so it's your, you have to have a balance you have of, to have a balance. you know, not coming on too strong, but also showing that you're interested in getting to meet that person or hang out with that person. It's not easy to balance that. No, it isn't. Um, just don't get too excited, I think, is the, is the watchword. So, instead of playing relationship games or letting your dating life devolve mm -hmm. into a series of unhealthy power plays, view these findings as a new way to pace your relationships. Focus on building a gradual connection with the other person, yep. where there's room to grow and new things to learn about one another over time. Don't fuse and spill your guts. Instead, choose someone you really want to get to know better. Okay? Yeah, that fusing is huge. So, I have come up with my own little phrase here. Don't fuse, choose. 
okay? Now that was inspired by one of our current politicians who keeps saying, we don't analyze, we organize. So mm -hmm. I thought I can do that too. Don't fuse Jews. Okay. Okay? Um, this genuine attempt to connect, paired with a sense of anticipation and mystery, should go a long way in building both desire and long-term compatibility. And you hear, you know, we knew each other, we felt like we knew each other right away, you know, we, we got together really quickly, we hit it off immediately, all of those things we now hate to hear because we know it rarely has a happy ending. So choose carefully and take your time. Yep. Okay? One of the things that I've been saying for years is that I really believe that anxiety and desire are correlated. Yes. And so if you are bombarding somebody with text messages, you don't let that anticipation build up of the date when they've heard from you 35 times before your date. And then you don't have a lot of things to look forward to talking about. You've told them everything that's happened right. all week. Right. But, you know, you really want to take your time in that process of getting to know them, especially in the beginning where you want to set up a date and then you have a great time in person and then you wait and reach out to them after maybe three or four days and say, hey, I'd like to get to see you soon. When are you free? And then you set up another date in person. But don't do it all over text. Right? Or over the phone. Well, no no chatting continuously. You want to get with that person and and have a great time in person. Yeah. But when, you know, even little things make a difference, I believe that, you know, when, at the end of the date, you shouldn't bring up, hey, when can I see you again? Because it leaves that, it takes away that mystery yep. of, oh, I wonder if he had a great time tonight. I wonder if he had fun too. Uh -huh. You know, I right, think a lot of right. people are like, oh, they're already talking about the next time. Let me kind of, uh, you know, think about how this time went. So I think that there's a lot to this and that you have to give space to allow for attraction. I remember hearing, you know, years ago, a quote, something about how it's the space between the notes that make the music. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. So you have to leave the space between the interactions to, to build the excitement and the anticipation and the desire. So here is scientific proof, Craig, that what you have forever thought and said is true. And the other thing I want to say is that it also speaks to a theme that we return to very frequently, which is don't get into a relationship too quickly. Yeah. It just doesn't work. And this gives you some sort of specific examples, as Craig just said, not to do that. Make some space between the notes. I like that. Yeah. All right. You always want to consider it. And if you have an anxious attachment style, it can be very difficult to sit with that anxiety of, am I going to hear from them again between the interactions? But that's what confidence is. Mm -hmm. That's when you're displaying that you're a secure person, that your kind of assumption is, of course, I'm going to hear from them again. I'm a great guy. But when you're chasing, it's like saying, well, if, if you think so little about me that I have to keep reaching out to you to keep these interactions right. going. Right. Right. But if you showing them, I message you and I know you're going to get back with me because why wouldn't you? I'm a catch.
Yeah. Right? It kind of implies it. There's an underlying message in there. And, and so that's why it's very important to think about how you're coming across and your perceived value. And I've done a video a long time ago that said we create our own value. That was years ago. Um, you can go back and review that one. But you have to get secure because a lot of this is displaying the confidence in the time when the insecure people are going to panic and the confident people are going to be like, well, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Or if he calls or he doesn't call, my life will go on. But it's very difficult for the anxious folks. That's yeah. why you have to focus on doing work the work. It. You have to work at yes. it. Yeah. You have to exercise control. Yeah. Remember, don't fuse. Choose wisely. Mm -hmm. But you could see that even the research is backing up our theories and my theories right. that we've been talking about for a long time. I knew you would love this article. Greg. I love it. I do. I, I didn't get to review this one. Okay. All right. So if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. And of course, Margaret is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.